You're listening to episode 11. Welcome to the Well Woman Collaborative Podcast, where we believe that women who count themselves worthy of being well change the world. I'm your host, Brooke Peterson, author, entrepreneur, and founder of Well Woman Co. After struggling with disorder eating and poor self-image for over a decade, I was set free in an instant and finally found the courage to step into my true identity. I'm now on a mission to help other women uncover vibrant health and live a life on purpose. It's time to tune out distractions and tune into the truth about who you were created to be. If you're ready to ditch the comparison game, receive fresh revelation, actionable tips and tricks, and honest conversations with down-to-earth experts to help you live the life you were designed for, you've come to the right place. Each week, we will be closing with a key takeaway that will move you one step further in your wellness journey, along with an in-real-life moment to wrap up each episode. Welcome to the Well Woman Collaborative Podcast, well-being for the modern-day woman. two best friends turned moms, business partners, and founded Bump and Benny's. Stick around to the end to hear Sammy and Shannon share the three things you must do first with any business idea to succeed. You'll also love their in real life moment at the end of the show. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So Sammy and Shannon, welcome to the Well Woman Collaborative Podcast. This is especially special because you are are my first interviewed guests to the podcast yeah we feel honored yeah (laughs) and I cannot wait to have you here and kind of dive into who you are and what you guys are up to Um, but for the listeners just a little behind the scenes moment Um, Sammy and I just got done with a yoga session so we're feeling really calm, cool, and collective. So for maybe some of those who are listening who are really, really frazzled, you just need to go go get yourself a little yoga Get session. after some yoga. Yes. You guys look calm, cool, and collective. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sammy is now joining us, and we kind of got all, you know, spiffed up. We got the lipstick on. We got our yeah, hair. Yeah, I put some chapstick on. I feel like I have... Shower. Well, I feel like I've showered. I actually have showered. Yeah. Don't yeah. sell yourself short. That's better than chapstick. You're glossy right I'm, now. I'm, my lip gloss <laughs> is just glossy. So. And so, so we're gonna we're gonna introduce you guys to who Sammy and Shannon is. But first of all, you need to know that we are all moms here, and so that's why having lip gloss on and our hair somewhat done is a big deal. Okay. <laughs> so, Sammy and Shannon, welcome to the show. Sammy, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. First. Hi. Um. To all of you listeners, my name is Sammy Decker, and I, where do I begin? I am a marketing director by day, so I work for a company called 110, and I've had a pretty demanding career, um, and love what I do in marketing, and I recently had a little baby. She's nine months old. Her name is Fiona Marie. I have a husband, Dylan, and a little, um, I'm a dog mom as well, to Nina, and I love traveling and um, exploring the outdoors, eating, I mean, all the things. I mean, I think we can all agree that there's a lot of great things in life, and I probably like to do all of them. I'm an experiencer. So 
I'm most excited right now about starting this business with one of my best friends here, um, Bump Bunnies, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm Shannon Curry. Um, a little bit about me. I recently was let go from my job that I was at for five and a half years. So I'm going through a little bit of a life transition. But previous to that, I was in business development, sales enablement. I had a demanding career as well. Um, but the timing of this is feeling really good right now. Aside from work and searching for a job, we've started this business, which, which we're um, over the moon about. I am a mother to Lewis, who is a week older than Sammy's mm-hmm. daughter, Fiona. And he's been just great. He's just cruising right now, um, climbing on everything and scaring the crap out of me all the time. I swear he's trying to kill himself constantly. Um, I'm also a dog mom uh, to Doug. He's a funny little um, poodle mix. And my husband, John, um, we live outside of the city. And I also am an experiencer. I just got back from Park City skiing with my mom and my aunt for... A couple days, so get, getting back into the swing of things at home um, before traveling off again on another family trip later this week. So awesome. that's a little bit about me. I love it. Yeah. So on Well Women Collaborative <clears throat> Podcast, you know, we talk about health, home, and hustle. And so today, um, you guys might have picked up that they are starting a business together called Bump Bennies. Um, but before we dive into what Bump Bennies is, how did you guys meet? Because this is kind of interesting. Partnership. Well, our love story began <laughs> six years ago today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, Shannon and I um, actually worked together at a company called Amia, and we just happened to live by each other in downtown um, Minneapolis as well. So we would hold hands and walk to work together every day. Um, no exaggeration. Um, but truly, like, that's where our friendship began. And I remember many early morning walks to work together, just talking about all things, our passions and just our life and what's going well, what's not going well. And Shannon and I just have so much in common. And we just knew that this would be a great collaboration between the two of us. Anything you want to add? No, that was perfectly said. We have so much in common, but we're also so different. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, Sammy brings out so many really good things in me. And I think that I support her in other Mm -hmm. ways. So it's a really wonderful, mutually like happy friendship Mm -hmm. that I hope most women find in their lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting because I think a lot of us have a best friend or have had a best friend and we dream together. It's just normal, I think, as women to come together. And what about this idea or that idea? But you guys are not only really good friends, but you're actually taking action on (laughs) one of these dreams and one of these ideas. And so without further ado, I would love to hear a little bit more about what is Bump Benny's. That is a great question. Bump Bennies is a maternity concierge service that's delivered to employees through um, their employer as a benefit. So we provide a myriad of services. We can do everything from registry curation to childcare sourcing, doula selection, nutritional guidance, and fitness knowledge. Um, and ultimately, the goal of our business is to really help employers to recruit, retain, engage, and empower their female workforce. Um, and our goal is to kind of step in and support them through that that new process of becoming a mother um, and even having a second child. And how do you stay engaged at work? We're here to kind of help um, go through that process mm-hmm. with you. 
This is so great, too, because both of you are new, not, are your babies a year yet? No. No, not okay. yet. Nine months. So this is good because you're fresh yes. through this process. Yes. And so, you know, if there's new moms or expecting moms, um, you know, or people, you know, at work, I think this is people can relate to it. It's not like some far off dude creating this program. <laughs> like this is this is straight from the source, like from moms who are living this postpartum, this recently pregnant place. And so I think that it'll be able to relate and speak to like a lot of the serious tangible needs that women have. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, as we talk we were talking about as best friends having this idea, um, and you guys actually taking it action on it Mm -hmm. I want to like take me back to that moment where as new moms and really good friends you're having these conversations this idea gets thrown out there like what was the moment or the day if you can get back to that place where you're like okay this is not only an idea but we're actually gonna take action here Mm -hmm. like what did that look like it's a great question and one that Shannon and I have thought about a little bit um it was on a day probably that I was most sleep deprived <laughs> and <laughs> Shannon was laughing in her in my face because her baby Lewis sleeps a lot better than mine. Um, for all you mamas out there that are not getting sleep, it will get better. I've heard. So we can do this. Um, but anyway, I think, you know, Shannon and I were on maternity leave together. As we mentioned, our babies are a week apart. And so we spent a lot of time going on walks together. Um, we had babies in the summer in Minnesota, which was just brilliant and wonderful, and we felt so blessed by that. Um, and we also took a new mom's class together, which was really fun, and I would highly recommend anybody doing that um, wherever you're located. But um, one of the one day we were on a walk, and we just started talking about how freaking hard it is to become a new mom and, like, preparing for all the things from bump to baby and even, like, going back to work, right? So... We're like, what can we do about this? And as we got around our first mile and our second mile, we were just like, you know, how do we help? How do we make this easier and and lighten the load for some of these moms, especially working moms, which are we hold near and dear to our hearts because we we really understand that demographic. So um, that's really when the idea for Bump Bennies was born. I can't, you know, I can't specifically think of that exact moment when we were like, yes. Um, but we'll get into a little bit more about like how we determined this was a good idea in a little bit here. But um, I guess since the moment when we decided we were going to go forward with this, our direction from offering our services direct to moms shifted a little bit because now we're going direct to businesses because we know that's how we can impact the most women. That's how we can reach the most mamas. And that's what's most important to us. How can we help the most people? Right. Mm-hmm. So um I don't know if I answered your question, but I think, you know, just understanding that it was a number of things that led us to where we are. Right. And I actually have a very vivid memory of having yeah. a conversation with Sammy on the phone, typical Sunday, like we always <laughs> like convene together and talk through what we're going to do. And I remember we had been tossing this idea around for so long. <laughs> and finally you said to me, Sammy, you're like, let's just do this. Like, let's <laughs> go for this. Like, right. what are we waiting for? Like, we'd done the research. We'd taken the steps. We knew it was a great idea. We had such an amazing community of people that wanted to help support us. And she was like, what are we waiting for? And I just, I just needed, honestly, that kick. Like, I have so much respect for women who start their own businesses oh, by yeah. themselves. Like, Whoa. I need to lean heavily on someone else, like, to keep me moving in the right direction. 
And Sammy was the one who just like, let's just do it. And we're going to be fine. What's the worst that could happen? And like, here we are. But to be fair, I couldn't do this without Shannon either. I mean, it's just, again, we're so lucky to have each other to bounce, you know, ideas off of and that have that partnership. And as she said, there's so many women, Brooke, you're one of them, who are just these BA entrepreneurs (laughs) that are just going for it. And it's so important to have that network of women or men to tap into Mm -hmm. that can provide you with that support. And so, you know, we're lucky to have each other, but we're also wanting to provide that to others that are on this journey with Mm -hmm. us. So I'm cracking up in my mind right now because I'm the CU Sammy. I'm like, oh yeah, I have an idea. We're doing this. (laughs) This podcast is one of them. Literally this mic showed up this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful mic. Yeah. It's really pretty. If you wish you guys could see it. We should bejewel it. Oh yeah. And so the mic shows up on my door from Amazon Prime, and my husband's like, oh, what's this? I'm like, oh, that's the mic. I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> Surprise, honey. Yeah, but, you know, so it is. It's a give and take. Like, thank the Lord for my husband, because if I did not have him, I would mm-hmm. be, you know, like, Amen, in, in a, a van dump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, you need to make money? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so... We're going to get into, like, okay, what's the first couple steps for those of you who might be listening? But first, I just want to point out two things that you guys have done that is, like, the key. So if there's a woman listening or a mama listening, you know, the first thing I hear you guys say is, like, this friendship piece, this community piece. Mm -hmm. New moms, you must have a community. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you go and have kumbaya with 15 women. It could be just one other lady. Right. But I love how you guys, you know, you're saying, like, Sundays, like Sundays of the day, we talk and we were, that is so powerful as a new mom or really any woman to have that sort of support and accountability. And so I feel like this was birthed out of community, number one. And then number two, you know, sometimes we get this initial vision and idea and then we're stuck on it coming to fruition in that exact way, but you guys were, you're saying like, well, we had to be flexible from the start. You know, we thought it was going to go this direction, but now it's going to go this direction. I'm sure that's a constant in your business. So the second thing is being willing to make those course corrections, like in the process, in the journey, not getting discouraged, but just saying, okay, we see that this will be best if we make this little tweak. We didn't see that first, but we're going to be diligent to like, just keep figuring out what is working. So for the woman who is listening to to us right now, who has an idea that's maybe really good, you know, because you guys are in the beginning stages of this process as well, what would you say the first one, two, or even three steps are to get to the place that you guys went from amazing idea to Sammy saying, okay, let's just do something. Like what was the do something? No, step number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And you, I mean, answered so much of of where we're at and um, articulated that so beautifully, Brooke. But I like to think, you know, an idea is just a dream until you have market research and an actual problem to solve in the marketplace, right? So Shannon and I both come from corporate backgrounds, and I think that is just such a real thing in the corporate environment. And so that was easy to translate into, okay, now we're starting our own business, but it doesn't change. It's still the same thing. You still need to think about, you can't just go start a business to start a business. There needs to be a problem you're trying to solve. So I just want to caveat by saying that. But number one, I would say, you know, if we were to give three steps and tell, you know, a mom who's looking to do something similar, like where to start, number one would be market research. Um, We ended up surveying 
over 100 moms to really identify what are those pain points during your pregnancy that you would like a little extra support with, regardless of if it's paid or not. Like, what are those, you know, those pain points? And so we were able to get down to about four or five service offerings that we knew, like, okay, we need to offer these to be relevant, right? We need to offer these in order to make a justification as to why this business makes sense. And then, you know, part of the survey, we figured out that women are spending four to five hours a week at work preparing for baby. Oh my word. Businesses, did you hear that? Yeah. Four to five hours a week. And that, that Do the math, to about Sammy. 200, 200 hours. Thank God yes. Shannon is a great mathematician because she was able to put that into her little calculator and figure that out. I Thank wouldn't God have. for the iPhone calculator. Thank God. 200 yes. hours. <laughs> 200 hours. That's an absurd amount. And I, I just, you know, both of us going to a business and saying, did you know that moms are spending this much on your dime to prepare for their baby? It's hard case to say, oh, I don't want to offer this benefit to my business. I think it it just makes sense, right? So that was um, market research. And then, again, secondary research is really important, too. What are the articles coming out right now in Harvard Business Review, in, you know, all of these big publications that are talking about we need to be supportive of our working mamas, right? We need to, like, figure out and empower moms to want to stay involved in work after they have baby and, like, really care about raising the bar and like climbing that ladder because a lot of women are self-selecting out because they don't have the support that they need. And so this is just another way to give them that support and uh, a really important one. And then number two, definitely understanding your target audience. Brooke, you alluded to this earlier, but for us, we are our target audience. We really get it. We know what the pain points are. We could create, we have created a customer journey or a mom journey as to what that looks like when those like moments of just sheer, I can't do this anymore are. And to be able to really like step in and, and like kind of interject and say, no mom, you can do this. And here's how we're going to support you to get you to over that like hump, you know, whether it's sleep deprivation, whether it's just overwhelmed by there's just so many things with a, a soon to be baby on your hand. <laughs> so there's just so many things. And I just feel like, you know, really understanding your target audience. So again, if it's not a target audience you're familiar with, mm -hmm. then you really need to just start reaching out to those folks that you are trying to touch and reach. So get to know them, right? Take them out to coffee, offer to, um, you know, give them lunch. If, if you can just pick their brain for a bit and, and ask them how you can solve their problems. And then from there, you know, you're going to have a lot of your answers. But before you even decide that your business is viable, you have to do those things. Otherwise, I'm sorry to say, but it's just not going to work out. Mm -hmm. You really need to understand that target audience. So those are one and two, but Shan, go ahead. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head of those two things. So once yeah. you kind of feel like you understand the market, you understand your audience, hustle. I mean, yeah. this is what the podcast is all about. And any entrepreneur can tell you that that is literally the key ingredient. Like you can't make cookies without butter. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, I mean, maybe you can, but they're not good. Not good. <laughs> like your business is not going to thrive unless you're willing to hustle. And what I mean by hustle and what's really helped us is leveraging this network of people that we have. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Send them an email, call them up and say, hey, I have this business idea. I'd love to pick your brain about it. 
I called a girlfriend of mine. She's, it was a, I worked with her husband and I called her cause she happened to be in HR benefits. And I said, Hey, I haven't talked to you in a decade. <laughs> I am launching a business that's aimed at HR people. I would love to pick your brain about how I speak to HR people. It's different. Mm-hmm. I, my background's in sales, but I was speaking to IT people. I was speaking to, you know, small business owners. I wasn't speaking to HR people. It's a different audience. Mm-hmm. So she got on the phone with me. We spent an hour and a half on the phone. She helped, you know, tailor my language and help me understand what these this new group of people looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so those connections, it's so important to leverage those and to ask for help and not be afraid to do that. And that's the only way you're going to get to the next step. And if whomever you're talking to can't help you, we'll find that often they will hand us to someone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, my friend so-and-so might have a great perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Let me make an intro. And don't be afraid to go to every single coffee meeting, every single lunch, bright-eyed and ready to learn and asking a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. not necessarily to sell your business at every turn, but to learn. Mm -hmm. I think that that's just been completely eye-opening. And then um, I'm going to add a fourth one because you mentioned it earlier, which is just to be nimble, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like we had this idea originally, we wanted to service moms directly. Well, we realized that moms didn't want to pay for this service directly. It was too big of a cost. They're they're saving for baby. So how can we reach more women? How can we really support them? It's through businesses. So we completely changed our business model on a dime. And you have to be able to do that. And we we felt like a little step backwards to take three steps forward, Mm -hmm. right? So being nimble is, I would say, number four there. But those are kind of the steps and the and the mindset, I think, that you need to have mm-hmm. to keep your business kind of moving forward and off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, when are you going to start your own podcast? <laughs> this, yeah, this is sweet. This, <laughs> this is sweet. I'm telling you, this is worth so much money right now. The nuggets that you are solving, and I think your preparation and experience in, in corporate America and your jobs have really propelled you and prepared you for this point, but... You know, what you're saying is so critical. A lot of us have a passion or maybe a, you know, a side project, but you have got, before you go any further about, okay, can I actually make money doing this? You have got to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. You've got, because you you find the problem, which you guys have done clearly. Does that problem, do I have something of value to give as a solution? And then profit comes naturally. Like it is a byproduct. But that, that key of, like, am I solving a problem is step one, which you guys have done so brilliantly. So I just want to recap what you've already said is, number one, market research. So I love – I actually did this with my book. Before I started writing my book, I, too, did a, just a super simple Facebook survey, and I think I got about 100 responses. Yeah, great. And I asked the those same questions, like, what are the pain points? You know, this was in light of women's wellness and body image. And I got, I still have those. That is serves as sort of my... Um, Inspiration. Yeah, and my yeah. my plumb line. Like, am I is what am I is what I'm doing solving these issues? And you guys have done that. So for listeners, it could be if did you do a Facebook survey? How did you actually do that? We were great. We're so grateful for this. Um, actually, Bluma sent out the survey to all of their moms, which. Bluma's an excellent, and I'll just give them a little plug here, but they're a yoga studio, a um, baby prep class. Um, they, they provide prep classes for babies, um, and they just they have all things that are kind of all about wellness and stuff, and, and they 
were gracious enough to send out a survey on our behalf. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, and then the second thing is you were looking at secondary market research. And so that means basically not putting your head under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So, okay. So what is, what is the news saying? Or, you know, what are you seeing on social media? Like it's all around us. There's problems all around us. And for those of us who are kind of those go-getters, those are just a bunch of possibilities. And then number two is your target audience. So you guys are it, which is really convenient, mm-hmm. but you didn't stop there. You are, you're you're asking questions. You, you know, sometimes we experience one thing, but other people experience another thing. And so really getting on all angles of, so for someone listening, you know, for the problem that you're solving, the people, like, okay, now who are those people? Mm-hmm. And how do they talk? You know, Shannon, you were talking about taking someone out to lunch just to hear their language, mm-hmm. just to kind of get in their headspace. And that is so critical because you're going to be communicating with them and you want to speak their language in a sense. And then the third one is hustle. And are you familiar with Jenna Kutcher? Mm-mm. Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. She's she's another amazing, uh, you know, woman and podcaster, et cetera, educator. But she says that hustle is not a badge of honor. And I love that because it's there's like a line, right, of hustle, of like totally, you know, what what's the word I'm trying to say? Getting burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. Like hustle sometimes is not maintainable, but how you define hustle is leveraging your network. And like, ladies, like we cannot, we have get, got to put that girl stop apologizing thing far, yes. far away. Yeah, Rachel. yeah right? I know, right. all, all we're fangirling over here. Yeah. Like all that away. So it could be like sending an email to someone you haven't talked to. Who cares? Asking for help. And it, even in my journey, people have been over the top right. supportive. Like they really, if someone's an expert in someone, they want to help you out. They mm. People are excited to share in the areas of their expertise. And sometimes it just is asking that question. And so I want to help us like reframe what hustle means mm-hmm. because the next question we're going to talk a little bit about is being a mom. Because we know that if we're like hustling and we're not getting any sleep or not taking care of our bodies, um, you know, this isn't going to last very long or we're not going to be a very great mom in the process. And so I love, love, love your definition of like hustling. It just means being resourceful right? and not being ashamed to talk about what you're doing and then being flexible. You know, we kind of mentioned, so as new moms and creating this new venture, which you guys are just so amazing, how has that becoming a mother changed? Let's just say, your workflow, or maybe we can even talk about the motivation behind this business as a mom versus, you know, let's say two years ago, if you were to start something like this. It's a great question. Um, and one that I often think about, I'm sure Shannon does as well, uh, especially when we're in the throes of this and it's midnight and you're looking at your watch, knowing you have to wake up whenever the baby wakes up. I think, um, it's easy to get lost in the sleep deprivation and just this, so real. right? And just knowing that it doesn't matter what time of day it is, like your baby is number one and you need to like, it's it's all about them. Like, how do I make them happy? And I think so often and before you have children, it's all about you. And it's so easy to just like get lost in that, oh, this is my passion. This is my dream. Like these, mirac- or these, you know, huge ideas, pie in the sky things, and you can go after anything. You you have the time. And I think that was something I didn't really realize how much time I had prior to baby. But now, you know, becoming a mom has really become this mantra for me 
to why I want to do this. So I have a little girl and I think like most moms that have little girls, especially you just want to show them what they're capable of and what the world that they live in today is so much different than the, the world that women lived in, you know, even 15, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and so my drive is to, you know, always think back to my little baby girl and say, you can do anything. Look at me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a marketing professional. I, you know, I have a, a family that I'm really proud of and I love so much and have great relationships with. And now, you know, I'm your mom and I can do all things and, you know, be supportive and be there for you above all. So I think for me, it's really just that's been driving me. And I am an achiever mm-hmm. and I can't help myself, but I know that, like, I want my passion to be helping other people. And that's always driven me. And to be able to help a population that I understand mm-hmm. and one that, again, I'm doing with one of my best friends and just really... Um, you know, going after it and, and giving it a go and not being afraid to look back and say, I missed this opportunity. We had a great idea and we missed it. I don't ever want to have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How about you, Shannon? God, it's, that's such a loaded question. (laughs) Like how is, how is becoming a mother changed you (laughs) in like every way humanly possible? Um, I mean, I had a little bit of a unique pregnancy where I had um, an eye condition that I found out about when I was about 20 weeks pregnant that put me at risk of losing vision. Wow. Yeah. And I had no idea about it. It was super scary. My husband and I launched into like this mode of finding the right care and what we needed to do. And there was a lot of talk of taking baby out early and everything turned out okay. And it wasn't supposed to. Like, the chances weren't that great. And I have come out of it having this very strong feeling that everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that was the the biggest battle I've ever had. The, the, like, steepest mountain I've had to climb. And it was fine. And he's here. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. My vision is stable. Wow. Like, feeling like everything's okay. And before baby, I've been more of a risk-averse person in general. Like, I will go after things, but I need a lot of support and reasoning and, like, I'm not someone to put a bunch of money on something and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, go for it. Like, let's do it. Um, because of that experience, my mindset has really shifted in that mm-hmm. I should go for these things because what's the worst possible thing that can happen? Wow. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's going to be okay. I have my health. I have my child. I have my husband. I have my family. Like, things are going to be good. Mm-hmm. And if I go at this from a place of passion which I I'm so passionate about this there can be no wrong Mm -hmm. even if this business for some reason doesn't flourish the way we think it's going to I'm still we're still we still win Mm -hmm. because still helped people yes we still win (laughs) this is still a success in my eyes so like my whole mindset about going after something like this like a new business and I'm not entrepreneurial by nature but I shifted my mindset to say yeah you know what yeah I am (laughs) like I am so yeah that's kind of a long-winded answer, <laughs> but oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I had no idea about that, and um, I'd love to talk about. I think that's you know the point you bring up is important too for any of us starting new ventures is really to take a non-emotional look at okay with this idea and this dream and this business and really play the the movie forward and think about those those answers. What is the worst thing that could happen? Okay. Well, 
it doesn't work. Okay, what happens if we don't, it doesn't work. Okay, we're out, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars, whatever your initial investment is. Okay, um, it means that I need to, you know, find a job, you know, if I quit my job to pr pursue this, okay, then that means I need to freshen up my resume and, and go get a job and, you know, will I still be able to put food on the table, you know, find a way to eat, will I be able to pay my mortgage, you know, mm -hmm. like, really, and I'll, usually I think all those questions are basically, we'll survive, <laughs> Right. We'll survive, and Sammy, like you said, but it, even in the process, we learned a ton. We grew in confidence. We help people regardless, and so I think that is a really valid point to assess as we're moving forward so that you know, number one, you sort of have a plan B. Maybe some people wouldn't agree with that. They'd just say, like, go all in, but really, you know, especially as moms, right, and like little child, little human beings that are dependent on us you know, you want to have some sort of level of stability. I think as women too, we really value like some, some sense of like, at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to feed my babies. Right. Mm. <laughs> and I think there's this other piece where it's really scary to think that your business will fail and you'll have to go back out there and tell people your business failed. Yes. Yep. Like that's, that's not how this works. Everyone is going to be like, you tried to start this business. Like yeah. that is an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it didn't go the way you wanted it to. Like most new businesses don't, yeah, right? Exactly. Like what's the percentage that actually make it? Like three? It's really low. It's low. Mm -hmm. Ten, yeah. But to be able to, I think I think that you can hang your hat on the type of person that you are to go after something like that mm -hmm. and say, these these are the traits that make me me and why I'm valuable to another business or something. Mm -hmm. I, think, exactly. I think there's a really uh, supportive environment out there for entrepreneurs that maybe haven't made it quite yet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can and, speak to well, that. Well, <laughs> and by the way, people fail. We're, yeah. We've mm -hmm. failed already. We're going to continue to fail. It's what you do when you mm -hmm. fail. Are you going to learn from that and recover from that and shift, right? Or are you just going to throw in the towel? Right. That's the question. And so, I mean, Shannon's a, um, you know, a D1 athlete. I'm one of the most competitive humans you'll ever meet. Like, we just, we have that innate a sensibility to just, like, want to drive. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, if we fail in something, we're going to figure it out and we're going to recover. But, you know... If we're answering, again, going back to that market problem, then there's a business case here. We're not going to fail, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> in the back of our heads. Like, we yeah. just, we believe. So I think it's just, you know, again, understanding that you need to just bounce back. And I think men are really good at this. Yeah. Women, we have a harder time. Yeah. And that's just, you know, the caregiver in us, that's the, like the ones that we have the hard time like flipping that switch and being super competitive and like saying guess what we can do this too mm -hmm. so, i'm feeling emotional about exactly. about the failure like yeah. getting caught up in yeah. that where it's just like nope that just happens mm -hmm. but keep going that life yeah. happens yeah. Yeah. yeah i think this is a brilliant culture i want to build to with well women is really exposing this reality yeah and exposing that failure is part of the process it's not the end of the process mm -hmm. Um, so in, in, you know, a couple of our wrapping up questions, I'd love to hear from you because we're, we're recording this in late March, 2019. And so this will be, um, released probably early summer. So it will be exciting even from here where you guys go, but I'd love to hear at the point that you're at in your business right now, one of, maybe one of you can share the best thing you've done so far. And then one of you can share, um, one of the worst moves. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe like one of those failures if you know to share it. Right. Yeah. 
so that we can help people to. Well, sorry, Shannon. I'll take the yeah, lucky the okay, go. positive. <laughs> na- yeah, whatever that is, the positive one. Um, I think the best things for us, number one, is like just getting started. Like so just good. saying, as we talked about, that was the one of the coolest moments that the two of us just decided, like, let's do it. Let's do it. So um, I think, you know, just learning how to work through different support offerings that we're giving our moms and knowing, like, you know, what are the best offerings. So we've already um, worked with a ton of, of soon-to-be moms just on a one-off basis and refining our offerings because, of course, you know, when you go sell to businesses, they're going to want to know, have you provided this to other people? And yes, we have. And we're very confident about what we've been able to provide so far. And that has been such an amazing and fulfilling um, journey for us already. Just being able to say like, wow, like our services are helpful and moms are feeling like we are able to provide really good feedback and help for them. So that's been one of the coolest and best things. Um, and I think it's just like, it's really easy to like overthink business. So just like, again, just saying, let's do this. Let's sell the businesses. This is what it's going to look like. And then being willing to like go back and shift as needed. But I think that kind of goes into the second piece is like being nimble and really understanding like what that means for us because nimbleness means something different to everyone Mm -hmm. in your business. So what does that mean to us? And like, that's really cool that both of us can agree with what that actually means and then we've just really loved meeting with so many incredible women and just humans in general we're not trying to like exclude men in this process at all because we've met with some amazing men who want to support females in the workplace and they want to do what they can to get benefits offered for their their workforce too and that's just it's just so inspiring people Humans are just so cool. Yeah. And like, yes. we just have met so a lot dogs, of cool though. ones. So, so are, are dogs. Dogs are actually like even better most of the time. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. those are some of the best. But. Yeah, that's great. The worst ones, um, this is really hard. And I would say that when we tell people about this idea, everyone has further ideas. Ooh, you should do this. Or maybe you should think about this. Or maybe you should add this. And they're all great ideas, and Sammy and I are always listening. Like, if I've learned anything, it's constantly listening to every single person we're talking to actively. So I hear these ideas come in, and we've jumped on some of them where we shouldn't have jumped on some of them, right? Like, we need to remember what our goals are and what the actual, like, purpose of our business is. And the purpose of our business is to help to, help employers to empower help them retain, recruit, and engage their female workforce. If we stick to that, we will be successful. It's easy to say, ooh, we're going to jump out there and, like, help all the dads, too. And we could go that direction, right? And maybe we will. We're not shutting that door. But right now, we need to stay very focused on that goal in order to, like, keep things moving forward, or we'll get caught in all of the minutiae. Because there are a million opportunities. There are a million people that need help. Mm-hmm. And we want to help all of them. But in order for us to be successful and to make an impact at all, we need to stay laser focused on what that purpose truly is. Mm-hmm. So I think we've gotten caught up in some of the like sh- bright and shiny objects that are out there, <laughs> right, to go after. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we've been good enough in having each other to say, wait a second, is this really our purpose? Mm-hmm. And brought it back to kind of what we want to do. And I, I would suggest that to anyone. Write down your purpose of this business. What mm-hmm. is the goal? What are your values? What is the mission? And every time you start to stray, stick to it. 
yes, be nimble, be willing to shift that if you mm-hmm. need to, but stick to what you, like, why you started in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, super. Yeah, the mission statement is the, it's the paradigm and it's the lens, mm-hmm. you know, to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I fully agree with writing it down, put it in your planner, mm-hmm. put it on your wall, hire someone. I've done that before, literally hiring someone <laughs> to help dig out you know, what the mission, the mission of, you know, personally, how does that reflect in your business? It is so invaluable. So yes and yes. So, um, for Bump Bennies, is there anything, first of all, where can we find you? Where can we learn more about Bump Yeah, Bennies? great question. Um, so you can find us at bumpbennies.com. It's Mark- one N, like Bump Benefits. Yes. B-E-N-I-E-S. For all of you who are wondering why Bennies, yes. that is why. Benefits. <laughs> and not because I went to St. Benedict College for all of you out there right. that went there as well. Um, so yeah, bumpbennies.com, and then we're on Instagram, and we're on LinkedIn, we're also on Facebook, but we're not really. Yeah, find us on Insta. Found us on Insta, yeah. for sure. Yep. Maybe in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would just add, too, like, if you are a com- you work for a company or you know of a company that's looking at revamping their maternity benefits or they're very progressive in their thinking and are wanting to recruit or retain or empower or engage these, these mamas, please, please reach out because those are the companies we want to work for and work with. So we appreciate that. Brilliant. And I'll put those links in the show notes so they can learn more about you and find a place to reach out to you. And along with some of the nuggets that you guys dropped today, I'm just so impressed with you. Thank you for sharing that and taking the time to, you know, hone in and dig up the principles that you guys have founded this new business venture on. And so now my favorite part of the show. (laughs) In the spirit of keeping things so real at Well Women Collaborative, um, you guys already know by now that I either myself share or if I have guests I make them share their in real life moment so if you both want to share are brave enough to share an in real life moment with us that's how we're going to end the show today for sure we're all about sharing <laughs> oh my gosh so I feel like every mom kind of goes through this freak out like a couple weeks after having the baby like your hormones, like the happiness hormones are kind of going, you kind of get settled back in, you're recovering, and you you sort of have this freak out. And I remember my best friend telling me about it, and I was kind of like, that won't happen to me. I am just fine. My recovery was, like, going great. I'd had a C-section due to my eye situation, and I was feeling wonderful. So we go out to dinner with my in-laws, we walk to dinner, feeling great. I got dressed, I did my hair, I, like, put some mascara Whoa. on. Whoa. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> and... I get to dinner, we're having a nice time, and I go to Nurse Lewis, and he won't latch on. So I'm like, all right, we're in a loud restaurant, we'll go to the bathroom. I try to latch him on in the bathroom, he's just not having it. So I go out to the table, and I'm like, John, my husband, I'm like, we're leaving, like, right now. And my in-laws were kind of like, wait, what is happening? I pack us up, I get us outside, I burst into tears, and I, I just lost it. Like, I completely was like, I'm such a bad <laughs> mom, like... I can't believe I took him out. It was too early for him. And I just felt like I had lost my mind. And then I got home and finished dinner and had a cookie and was like, everything is okay. (laughs) Cookies make everything better. (laughs) Called my friend and told her what happened. And she was like, you realize that this is like 
so standard. So going back yes. to your point of like leveraging that community of women, just even to remind you that you're sane when you feel like you're insane. Yes. <laughs> so necessary. Insane in the membrane. Isn't that a song? Like back yes. in the 90s yes. or something? Like the Beastie Boys. Where Who are I you? Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> That's mine. Not as funny. I love really it. real. I survived and cookies are the answer to most things. So yes. it's a great response. <laughs> I, I literally have almost an identical story. So that is so right. good. I'm sure we're not the only ones. A freak out. Yeah, yeah totally, you gotta have one. Totally. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, my story is along those same lines. Well, breastfeeding lines. We can all, those of you who are, are breastfeeding or um, attempting to, like, there are some weird things and hard things that happen with that. So, for me, uh, my husband and I recently took a trip to Palm Springs, just the two of us. So, it was the first time we left the baby just by herself with. Sorry, not by, by herself. herself. <laughs> what? With our in-laws, my in-laws, excuse me. Um, totally we didn't leave safe. her by herself. That's a good thing. Um, but the first time we had, like, ventured off, and we went to Joshua Tree National Park, and we were just determined to get through the whole park. It's like a three-hour drive, and there's all these hikes you can take, and Dylan and I are both, like, adventurous. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll just do the hardest hikes. It'll be fine. We'll get back before sun sundown. So... One thing I didn't know is that they didn't have, like, plug-ins throughout the park. And I don't have a breast pump that you can plug into your car, which... Just spend the extra money and get that, you guys. Or just get the one that doesn't plug in. No, that's what I'm saying. The one that plugs into your car. No, but there are ones that you don't have to plug in, period. Or that. That would also be good. (laughs) I digress. Sorry. Me being the cheapo, apparently, that I am. (laughs) I got to the first um, visitor center of the park... And I just, like, went up to the visitor center and said, I am so sorry. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this day unless I can, like, pump here and, like, pump at another stop. And they're like, oh, honey, just come to the back of the visitor center. You can use our room. And I was like, okay. So here I go in the back of the visitor center. And the mom, like, the actual, like, um, park rangers are coming back to check on me and making sure I'm okay back there. Like, the sweetest. People will do anything if they know that you're a mom and you're, like, trying to feed your baby. So take advantage of that. But So I had to go there. And then throughout the park, obviously, I had to pump again that day. So the next closest place was a town 30 minutes outside of the park. And the nearest stop was a casino. (laughs) So here I am going to this casino, pumping in the bathroom. And these women are walking in, looking at me like, "Uh, okay, not really sure what's going on. Thankfully, it was clean. Um... So, it's just, long story short, you know, you do what you gotta do, and I'm grateful that I can breastfeed my baby, but holy cow, it takes a lot, so. Shout out to the Joshua Tree. Shout out to National Park people. Heck yeah, you guys are awesome. (laughs) Maybe they can sponsor the next show, that would be great. They They should. (laughs) Well, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to share your nuggets of wisdom, and we can't wait to keep cheering you on and see where you go from here. Thanks, Brooke. We love you, too. You're awesome. Thanks. Wasn't that an insightful conversation? I hope you were inspired to take action, whether that means starting to write every day in a journal to foster more creative ideas. Maybe it means taking action on a goal or a dream or to get into business with your best friend. That doesn't sound too bad. Today's number one tip to help you take one step forward in your wellness journey in the area of hustle today and entrepreneurship is to pass your idea through the does it solve a problem test. If your idea doesn't solve a felt need of your target audience, it might be time to go back to the drawing board or spend time asking questions and taking notes to the people you're called to serve. 
If you currently have a business, think about the people that you serve. What problem are you facing? Are they facing? And how can you help empower them to overcome that problem? Looking through your business in this lens will improve your bottom line and get customers reaching out to you. Remember, vote with your review. Hit subscribe and leave a review, like right now. Remember, the first 100 reviews are entered to win a prize valued at $200, people. You will receive a signed Food Freedom Book copy and my favorite bundle of health goodness that promote amazing sleep and fat burning. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. All right, ladies, we'll chat with you soon. Can't wait to talk with you next week.